Hey everyone, welcome to the holiday bonus episode of Whiskey Queens. This week we're keeping it brief and wishing you a great, safe, and happy holiday. We're also talking a little bit about Willet Potstill Reserve and my new drink recipe. We'll be back in full force after the new year, but if you like what you're hearing, be sure to check us out at whiskeyqueens.com, at the Whiskey Queens on Instagram, and be sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, and here's the holiday show. That there was, we go. No, well, well, we'll work with that. Welcome to the holiday episode. <laughs> the holiday <laughs> episode. Uh, we're going to keep it short and sweet, kids, but we wanted to say hello to all of you. And, um, yes, as that, I drink from my giant, uh, ginormous uh, bottle of uh, bourbon. As Yes, Paul's drinking from Aladdin's lamp this week. Um, yes. It is. So, it, can you post a photo of this? We'll put it on Instagram because people need we to see this post, bottle. You can post the photo I sent you so people understand the size of the bottle compared yep. to me. People I think need that's probably <laughs> the easiest because like it, it doesn't look bad when you take a picture on it from a table, but until you like see the fact that it's like half of my yeah. torso, yep. um, that's when you're sort of like, holy mother. It um, is, it is but, terrifyingly huge. Alan and Uncle Joel, whose house I'm currently residing in uh, for the holidays, uh, bought this for me because they saw it and Alan loved the bottle. And so she bought it and she's like, oh, this would look great on his, on his bar cart, which it will. Now the challenge when I uh, arrived here was that uh, I finished the bottle uh, so that I can take it home. Oh, God. And so they're like, you could, I'm, please, this is a challenge we all know I can accept and finish. So mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it. But we may, and if this happens, I will take a picture and show everyone. But uh, Uncle Joel has said that he may he, he can drill a hole in the bottom and we can put lights in it. That's cool. So I think this may become sort of like a light fixture on my bar. I like which I think that. would be really neat. That'd be very cool. So, I look forward to seeing photos of that. But yeah, we will post a photo of Paul and the bottle side by side. So you have and, a size comparison. And just so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but just so people know exactly what I'm talking about, I'm, I'm currently drinking the Willet uh, Pot Still Reserve. So is that local to out there or like, where did they come across this bottle? What's its story? Girl, this ain't local. This is a Kentucky <laughs> bourbon. Oh, uh, okay. They, I didn't read the notes. At, they got it at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> no Costco. Well, you know, it's interesting, right? Because not every Costco around the country carries liquor. Oh yeah, I guess it's state by state. Yes. So the one in DC does, and the one uh, we're not going to pretend like it's a mystery. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, everybody, and the one out here in in Phoenix also carries liquor. So they have a bunch of different types of bourbon, including some like high end Japanese bourbon that they have there. Ooh. Um, yeah. And a lot of the times the, well, when it's like Costco brand or Kirkland brand, I forget which is it, is it BJ's or is it Costco that like typically their branded stuff is usually just relabeled high-end stuff? Uh, it's, co- it's Costco. It is Costco. Like Costco's vodka is actually Grey Goose or something to that effect. It's something to that effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm Crazy. fairly certain it's Costco. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because it's similar to Trader Joe's. Yes, we came across that with wines in Trader Joe's. We scanned labels and it came up as something totally different. Yeah, for those who don't know, I used to work at Trader Joe's many years ago. But um, there, are, there, are, there are things at Trader Joe's that are sort of uh, 
that are produced by uh, not, you know, your small independent things. When people sort of think of Trader Joe's, they think of like these small um, business relationships and that's not quite how it operates on, on every level. So like, for instance, the, the pita chips that you would buy, the Trader Joe's pita chips are actually Stacy's pita chips. Are like they really? Yes, that's the relationship. So like those sorts of relationships with the pita chips with other different things, including different types of wine varietals. Uh, so that's, yeah, it's just an interesting uh, fun fact. So we had that with wine because I usually scan all the wine labels for the wine that we drink. And we really liked this bottle that someone had gifted us. And it, we were guessing it was like a 12, you know, 13, $14 bottle of red wine. And we're both pretty happy with it. Scanned the bottle. It came up as barefoot. And I was like, you have to fucking be kidding me. I am, mm, I do not like a bottle of barefoot wine. What is going on in the world? You're like, I'm throwing this against the wall. I'm throwing it against the wall. I'm done. Rage. This is bullshit. I was so very sad. We sort of went on a random ass tangent on the outset of this mofo. So why are you drinking this week? I'm drinking because it's the holidays and I have two days left to work um, before my company gives us the entire week between Christmas and New Year's off. So I am celebrating because I am wrapping up a project at work, going into a week and a half vacation, and I just passed my certification exam to pick up a second Salesforce certification. So cheers to me. How about you? Cheers to you, sir. Thank you. Cheers to you. I guess I should actually grab my drink when I say this. <laughs> cheers to you. And then I'll have some. Clink, clink. How about you? Why are you mm. drinking this week? It's the holiday season. Fair enough. Whoop-de-doo or whatever the line goes. Um, and I'm, I'm, as I, you know, I said I wasn't going to disclose in our pre-show, and then I decided to disclose. I, I did travel in a very uh, appropriate uh, you know, COVID respectful manner with quarantine beforehand, getting tested beforehand, you know, wearing a KN95 mask the entire time of travel out to Arizona. But I'm out here for two weeks basically to see uh, to family and we're doing a Sedona for Christmas. So it's just gonna be me and the rents, uh, the rents are Anlin and Uncle Joel who we talked about on the outset. Uh, in Sedona. We have an Airbnb. We'll get to be able to do hiking and, you know, some outdoor stuff. So that'll be really nice. That's exciting. We were supposed to be in Arizona and New Mexico this summer, and we had to cancel the trip because of all the travel restrictions. So I'm a little bit jealous. Um, but I actually have family who work in Sedona uh, at a restaurant out that way. So I'll be, I'll be interested to know if you cross paths in any way, shape, or form. With... Text it to me. I will. Maybe, is it good? It's supposed to be um, like a really amazing steakhouse. So I'm not sure if your family is like red meat people. Oh, girl, um, yes, we eat everything. Okay. <laughs> it's supposed to be a really great steakhouse, which does nothing for me. But my uncle has been, he's a working artist, but he also has been like a waiter and a bartender there for a very long time. But it's supposed to be like a haunted old building. Like that's the okay. rumor around it. And Sedona is kind of weird. Let's leave it at that. Um, vortexes and whatnot. Um, but it's supposed to be a haunted building and it's supposed to also house this amazing restaurant. So I'll send it to you later on. Yeah, send it to me. We're staying, I think, on the mm, golf course or by the golf, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I haven't just, been out I'm there. Just, <laughs> just long for the ride. I've been to Sedona before, but I was much, much, I was probably in high, uh, younger than high school, I think. It's probably the last time I was in Sedona, probably middle school. So I don't really remember it all that well. Well, if we're talking us in middle school, we're talking prehistoric times. True. That's mm. that cherry. It's delicious. 
So you're just so drinking what? straight bourbon, right? Yeah, like always. Like I'm... <laughs> I was about to say something and I was like, that doesn't sound quite right coming out of my mouth. So I'm just going to leave it. Leave it there? What? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing I was, cocktail no, I was this time. To be, I was trying to be clever and it wasn't what I was going to say wasn't, no, it didn't work. It wasn't fully formed. No, and I was like, it would come out of my mouth and then I have to walk it back. So like, thankfully I cut it off from the beginning. Anyway, you're drinking a cocktail that you have invented with a gift. I have, I have a gift that I had to hunt down from my neighbor's goddamn house. Um, so very quick. Let me just say, those bitches stole it. I was gonna be pissed. So tiny quick story that prefaces the drink because the drink is actually a combination of two gifts. So I am using a gift from my co-host. Um, so I have a bottle of the Cherasum. Cherasum. Jesus oh, Christ. Cherasum. Uh, so Paul did gift me a bottle of Cherasum, but he sent it to the wrong address. So I went to go visit my neighbors and ask them for said bottle that I know was delivered to their home, which they told me they did not have and was not delivered to their home. I then went home annoyed, knowing that it was at their home, and it mysteriously appeared on my deck moments later in an open box with no knock at the door. So I have the bottle. You know what we call that, ladies and gentlemen? Trash. Mm -hmm. That's what we call that. Yep. So I have the bottle now. What I adore... Sorry to interrupt your story. What I adore about this is that you are learning so much from me, including the inability to pronunciate things. <laughs> because God. you asked me about it, you denoted it, and then you... Oh, I typed out a pronunciation in show notes and I still cocked it up. Like, Oh, please, I do that every fucking week. Yep. So the Chirassum. So the drink is a combination of the Chirassum, the Knob Creek Nine Year from last week, and club soda. So I am calling it the ghost of bourbon past. So like I said, it's an ounce and a half of Knob Creek bourbon, um, three quarters of an ounce of the Chirassum, a cherry, a half a can of small club soda. So they have the tiny little club sodas you can buy, about half a can of that. And then the reason why it is two gifts is because it is also mixed with two skull-shaped ice cubes, which was a gift from a listener and friend locally. Um, who has this thing with the fact that Brendan does skulls on all of his ceramics and she teases him because he does skulls on everything. Uh, so she ended up buying me skull ice cube makers. So oh, the ghost of bourbon past is delicious and it's nice and refreshing, but it still tastes kind of wintry. So question. Mm -hmm. With this newly named beverage of ours, we're, we're, we're going to start to accumulate these things. We'll post the recipe on the Instas. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we have the Queen's Manhattan, mm -hmm. and we now have the Ghost Bourbon Pass, so we've each now come up with a recipe. Which is both feature. Terrasa. Both uh, of them. Which now we must say singing, because uh, that's apparently a rule. <laughs> but um, my question was, must you have a Skull Ice Cubes? I don't think you must. Okay. But I will but say it, the Skull Ice Cubes... Do, it's encouraged. It's encouraged. The shaped ice cubes are fun because they have so many like nooks and crannies in the ice that when you put them in club soda, they fizz more because there's like weird surface areas for yeah. the for the um, sodium bicarbonate to like 
attached to. So it fizzes a ton and it makes it really kind of fun to watch as it fizzes and spins and kind of swirls. Uh, I will say if you do not have something as specific as the Chirasum, it is an aperitivo. So you could find something else in kind of that like red, dark, bitter fruit flavor. So you all can sort of do your own spin. I'm excited to make this drink when I return to my residence in the District of Columbia uh, because I have Chirasum there and I have bourbon, obviously, but I don't think I have any more Knob Creek. But I also... I make my own, I have a soda stream, so I'll make my own soda water and that'll be all good. So club soda and uh, seltzer are two different things. Well, it's all the same. Just, just, just letting you know. Well, what's the difference? So I believe it's, I believe it's sodium bicarbonate. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now and I will tell you what the difference is. Um, but clubs, like, uh, no, not club soda. Soda water or seltzer is just carbonated water, whereas sure. club soda, there's an additional ingredient. And I, I might be wrong in what that ingredient is, but I will, I will find it and report back in the next few moments. Um, but what but else is you on could, your itinerary out there? But you could do it with oh, soda water. Totally. I mean, totally, you're really totally. Totally. You're really looking for the carbonation, not necessarily, you know, it's not like club soda has immense flavors that are contributing in in an extraordinary manner to this beverage Um, no i'm sure it's not making any like major contributions with the difference in the makeup of the club soda versus the seltzer but there is technically a difference correct but i'm just going to give you all a little ditty on willet because willet pot still reserve kentucky bourbon whiskey because it was a gift i got it when i arrived here and i'm drinking it and it's fabulous uh, I say everything is fabulous. Oh, that's a terrible thing to say. I say everything is fabulous. You don't listen to me when I say it's fabulous. Um, no, it's good. It's it's a bourbon. We all know that I prefer the spiciness of a rye, uh, but this is a good bourbon. It's small batch, a small batch bourbon made in Kentucky. The batch that I'm drinking is 19A23, in case you were all wondering, because I know you were. It's 94 proof, so 40% ABV. It's distilled, uh, distilled, aged, and bottled by Willett Distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. It's a bourbon. So what does that mean, Nicholas? It's aged in new white oak uh, casks until it's matured. And it's 51% corn at minimum. Bingo! I don't have the, I didn't look it up, but it wasn't like uh, plastered upon their website, their uh, mash bill. We'll have to test my cheat sheet website from last week to see if it's listed there later on. You should, you should, you should. But what it says on the bottle somewhere up in this mug is, it's a big bottle, so I have to like spin it around. (laughs) It's fucking Uh, huge, I'm telling you people. It's handcrafted by master craftsmen using time-honored methods in the art of distilling, handed down from one generation to the next, made from pure limestone spring water, Carefully selected graft grains, I can't read, grains, and proprietary strains of yeast. Okay. Yeah. It has a patent number on it, so there's something about that. But anyway, the tasting notes that are provided on the website, it's the nose they describe as lemon vanilla cake, or I read that all backwards, vanilla lemon cake. Uh, Same difference, right? Uh, The palate as a balance of caramel, 
vanilla, spices, and citrus. And these tasting notes, interestingly, I thought this was a fun fact and you would enjoy this, Nick. These tasting notes were provided to the website by Bill Thomas, the owner of Jack Rose Dining Saloon in DC. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Oh, DC. I'll get there someday again. You will, and it'll be delightful because we have distilleries to try. We have aperitivos to drink. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we have things to do. Lots of good restaurants to go to. Well, uh, we'll see one how day. many. Are, one day, we'll see how many are actually still around. But that's womp, a, womp. another another wah wah story. But it's good. It's smooth. I you know, I don't know that I. I mean, this is the power suggestion, man. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have said it's vanilla lemon cake, but I could see where they can come up with that. So like citrusy vanilla. There's definitely vanilla and some citrus. It's very sweet smelling. I mean it's a bourbon, right? So it's very sweet smelling. It's also sweet on the front when you taste it, hence why you get the like the caramel and vanilla. Mm. A little citrus on the end. Okay. Not a, a very minute burn, if you will. You know, sometimes oh. I like me a little spice and a little extra burn. I don't know why I'm shimmying as I say he's, it. But he's doing a little dance. I'm shimmying as I say that. But yeah, it's very, I mean, this is very mild. So I think that if you are not someone who likes something that's overly strong or has a strong, you know, has that lingering burn or that pepperiness to it, this is definitely uh, a whiskey that I think is quite palatable. Nice. Is it like really smooth on the end? Like short or like long it's long short. haul it is short okay oh, so it kind of goes away quickly like on the end on the finish does it linger for a while or is it just gone when you swallow the flavor lingers for a little bit mm, okay. it's so interesting right because you know that our our draw has always at least you and i like i don't want to say necessarily prefer but we have an affinity for rise yeah which tend to have like that pepperiness and that burn that elongates at the end. Mm-hmm. And so it's so interesting to do something where I'm like, wow, that burn just sort of like, boop, you goes feel away. it, you got it, and it goes away. But yeah. you still get the taste. The taste draws out a little bit. Well, let me quickly interject with my club soda because I did find it. Uh, oh. So club soda is potassium bicarbonate and potassium yeah, sulfate, which gives it a saltier taste than seltzer. So I, I said sodium bicarbonate, which is actually baking soda. I meant potassium bicarbonate. <laughs> I just like, mm. But either way, it's supposed, it has a little bit more of a salty taste to it because of the additional like chemical ingredient. Um, sure. So it, it interacts with things a little bit differently, which is why when they say use seltzer versus club soda or vice versa, they usually mean it for a particular reason. But I'm a proponent of using what you have and what you can afford and what's in your cabinet. So if you have seltzer in your house and you have some other random aperitivo, then go for it. Mix it I up. I mean, I have, well, you're not talking about me. You're talking to our, our, the people in general, our listeners. Yes. But I was going to say, I do have the terrasum in my house, but I also have the soda stream. So it's sort of like, why am I buying do it up. soda? Do it up. Uh, if I can sort of do some pumps and make my, my soda water. Totally. Or I guess, yeah, soda water, not seltzer. Soda water and seltzer, same thing. Club soda is ha- oh, has potassium God. bicarbonate. <laughs> I always mess everything up. Paul enunciations, Paul isms, Paul isms. Paul isms, please. It's beyond <laughs> enunciations at this point. Uh, the distillery. 
Yes. Willet Distillery, a.k.a. Kentucky Bourbon Distillers, is also an, another name that it goes by. Okay. But the Willet Distillery itself was founded in 1936 by Tom, Thompson Willet. He is like the third or so generation of the Willet family that's connected to whiskey distilling. Okay. It's interesting because they sort of run through the history on the website, on, on, the, on the history tab on the website, and they basically bring back the family tree uh, on their their thing back to 1684 when uh, I don't know if the family se had settled in, in America at that time, but they do have connections and spent about a century living in Prince George's County, Maryland in that area outside of DC for um, a, the good first century that the family was in the Americas and then, or in the United States. And then it wasn't until 1792 when William, William, oh, I can't talk, when William Willett Jr. moved to Nelson County, Kentucky. And that's actually the same year, fun fact for Len, 1792, is the same year that Kentucky became a state. So there's a little history lesson for everybody. So the history that they sort of portray on the website, obviously the Willett family is sort of an established historic family in Kentucky back to 1792. And they sort of talk about John David Willett, who was one third owner and a master distiller at Moore Willett in uh, Frankie. I'm probably saying that wrong. <laughs> the, last, the last name. But he, he was also a master distiller. This is back in 1841. He was also a master distiller at four other distilleries in Kentucky. So that's sort of the history. So it's interesting because it's like the, they trace the family back to sort of their beginning times, I guess, in the United States, and then how they relocated to Kentucky. And then they talk about, you know, John David Willett is the first person they mentioned sort of in the family history who is clearly tied to distilling okay. in Kentucky. And then from, from there, it's, uh, there is another generation that's connected to distilling in Kentucky. And then Thompson's the third generation who started the Willett Distillery in 1936. Did I okay. say Did I even give it a year? It was started in 1936, everybody. There we go. Yeah, it was built on the family farm. Um, and, you know, for those of you who may or may not remember your history about the Prohibition, it, it was uh, founded three years after the end of Prohibition. Okay. So, you know, ramping things up in Kentucky. In 1937, interesting fact, 1937 on St. Patrick's Day, so March 17th, 1937, the Willett family put their first barrel into storage hmm. of their whiskey in Warehouse A. In Warehouse A. That specific. I love it. That was a fun little find for uh, a Costco purchased bourbon that has a, a great palette and a fun little history behind it. I would not have thought it had that little history behind it. So that was really fun. And the bottle is fucking ginormous. It is fucking ginormous, everybody. I, I would know. like progress shots throughout the week. It's interesting because, well, look, girl, it was here, I think, when it started. So what he's describing is this very large bottle with a very tall neck that he's doing foul things to right now. I am not. I would never publish. But the neck is empty. He has drained the neck. Um, and we're now just, um, mm -hmm. now like we're I'm just. Kill, it's like I'm killing a turkey or something. Something. Mm -hmm. So we'll send some progress shots and uh, get those posted for y'all. Um, well, this fun. is, I mean, to be honest though, the part that I'm holding, like the base, the lamp of Aladdin's lamp, if you will, mm -hmm. is the big part. Like, yep. It's fucking huge. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I've never purchased, obviously I've never purchased this, so I don't know if all the bottles are like this size. I guess so. Well, oh, we can do some research, um, I but I love. That, probably should look that up before <laughs> the show started, everybody. That might be the Costco size. That might be what your aunt and uncle purchased for you as a fun challenge for the, the next like week and a half you're there. Yeah, but you know what? When I was in Costco before traveling out here with my friend Seth, and we were looking at whiskeys, it's not like they're selling you like the Talisker whiskey they have there is not some enormous size of Talisker. It's your normal Talisker whiskey. Oh, so maybe it is the normal size for them. I mean, interesting. Hey, where's the... It has to be way more than 750 milliliters. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to find it. It may have been on the thing I had to remove to open it. Okay. Yeah, we'll post some fun facts about this bottle because this was definitely an interesting one. But I do love that even though we didn't really stick to our script or plan because we're doing like a short little holiday, hey, how are you? Uh, we still managed to cover an American bourbon and we managed to use two American made liquors. So I also did the Knob Creek again, but I brought in your guys from DC. So we still yes. stayed all American this entire time. That's the goal. We that did good. For, not for the whole the whole uh, podcast, but for this season, everybody. As we all recall, we're learning about American whiskey. Correct. And next week, we didn't want to cram everything into this week because we thought we would do holiday, we, give everyone a week off. But um, are we next, recording next week? If we're recording next week, we haven't made that determination yet. Check out the Instagram account. Um, we will next be covering when we do record the big corporate overlords, and we didn't want to cram that into a mini episode. So that's why we're doing kind of this quick. So hey, how are you? We ya? may be taking a week of New Year's Eve off, only because I technically am. Uh, flying back to or scheduled to fly back to dc on the day we would record normally ah, so look for us in the new year we'll be taking a week off in between to kind of relax and recover from what we do to ourselves over the course of the holidays true but it'll be good it'll be good i'm excited for it because we're going to talk corporate overlords which we've always kind of alluded to here and there and we've we've talked about mgp a little bit allude, i don't know that alluding we, we've done a little more than alluding to them i mean we coined the term corporate okay. overlords yeah maybe we've shat all over them over the course that's, of the last season and a half and look everybody that's partially my fault because i i think i i didn't know how to what to call them in the first episode we talked about it and i'm just like corporate overlords and, then, and here we are but i did get a text from a friend who was catching up with a podcast and he said he loves the term corporate overlords. And it's totally accurate. I mean, there are a lot of really huge brands out there that have a huge portfolio. And I think some of them do a really good job of letting the local brand or letting the brand be itself at the, the spirit level, whatever you want to call it. And then there are those that are extremely corporate from top to bottom. And I think there's some sure. differences we can definitely dive into when we record in the new year. Yes. Oh, well, I do hope you have fun and that you are safe while you're out in Arizona and exploring Sedona. Don't step in any vortexes because she'll get fucked up. Um, that's what they tell I'll, me at least. I'll, I'll do my best not to step in any vortexes. I'm telling you, look for the vortexes when you're out there. I will not, <laughs> but maybe I will. Who knows? We'll okay. See. Uh, well, I hope everyone has a fantastic holiday, whatever you yes. either have already celebrated or will be celebrating in the coming week or so. Um, stay safe. Have a couple of drinks. Enjoy the holiday season. Exactly. Have some cocktails, drink some bourbon, share some love. 
Exactly. And uh, stay safe, most importantly. And stay safe. All right, everyone. It's been good. We will catch you in the new year. It's been great. Bye, everyone. Bye.